don't try to duplicate someone who's doing something awesome somewhere else, but bring it to your own location. Be exactly who God made you to be in your location. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join Life Coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Thanks for joining me at Coaching with Kelly. I hope today's podcast helps you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. And today, I have my friend Jen Najem here, and she's going to be sharing with us how she invests in her life. So Jen, I'm so glad that we're able to be together. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been quite the year, so I'm glad that we're able to connect today. Um, My podcast is specifically for women, and I'm sure there are men that listen, but it's specifically for women. And my heart's desire is that sometime something someone says on my podcast about how they learn to invest in their life will impact a woman who hasn't figured that out yet. And so today, I just want to hear a little bit about you and all the different leadership roles you're involved in and how you learn to invest in yourself. So I always start off with identifying your strengths. You're familiar with the Strength Finders. What did you learn about yourself from discovering the Strength Finders and what it means to have these different strengths? Yeah, so I actually learned about Strength Finder when I was preparing to teach a course at North Point, North Point mm-hmm. Bible College. And I figured, you know, I have to learn this myself first, so I should take the assessment. And I realized that my strengths, my top two, are achiever mm. and empathy. Right. And the achiever one was no surprise to me whatsoever. Mm. I grew up in a very hardworking family and I started working when I was 12 years old. Mm. So, you know, since I was the age of 12, I've just really been a hard worker, you know, not to yeah. toot my horn, but I just really enjoy actually achieving things and working towards a goal. And uh, it's one of my real big values in life mm. is that you really just need to work hard to see something come to pass that, you know, that you've been like desiring to see. Right. Yeah. I think we did do a little bit of Enneagram work, which makes sense because I think you did come across as a three, which again, as the achiever, that motivation and the empathy you could see with your two wing of being able to just be really in the heart center Mm -hmm. and aware of how others are feeling and how, yeah, that's one thing about being a three in the heart center is you have the ability to understand other people's feelings. So you've noticed that throughout your entire life, this empathy. Oh yeah. I've always loved to work with people. I've always been working with youth and children all my life. And people always tend to say something very similar about me is that they love that they can talk to me and Mm -hmm. that I'm a good listener. And, you know, I can listen for hours and no problem whatsoever. You can talk to me all you want. (laughs) That's so great. So really being self-aware has helped you understand why you think and feel and do life the way you do. And the more self-aware we become, the more we realize behind every strength is also like attached, like to the two sides of a coin, the weaknesses, the areas that we just need to be aware of that sometimes what is serving us can go past serving and become actually something that's kind of hard. So being able to listen for a long time and being so empathetic, sometimes you can go past your own limits. 
And so one thing I've loved watching you as you've grown in your leadership these last few years is how good you've gotten at investing in your own life. And you have a lot of different things. As Marie Forleo would say, you are multi-passionate. You have lots of different areas where you invest your energy. And yet through COVID, so many different things have changed. You're a principal. Um, so I'm sure the school has changed a little bit. You work in a church. I'm sure a lot of things changed there. How did you find balance this year when so many things changed and each day was just full of new challenges? How did you find balance in your own life? Yeah, I think this has been something that has been a journey of mine that I've grown into learning that balance. Mm. Uh, definitely was not good at it in my 20s and early 30s. And as I got older, and even though I'm still single, you know, that doesn't mean that you have all the time in the world and that right. you're less busy than someone else. It actually means that you really have to balance things even more mm -hmm. because, you know, you could easily as a single woman and as a single leader, fill your time with so much. Yeah. And so, yeah, especially this year, um, I turned 40 and of course, COVID was all yeah. happening. <laughs> so you just, I just really had to make sure that I wasn't going to lose my sense of peace, my mm. sense of, um, you know, the times of rest that I needed, especially with a school that had to go remote in March and a church that had to go remote in March all at the same time and barely being equipped um, mm. with a lot of the tools that we needed at the time. But then just putting our brains together and working as a team, mm -hmm. you know, teamwork, teamwork is essential to avoid burnout as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Have, have a team that you can rely on. And so God has really blessed me with an awesome team at our school, Community Christian Academy in Lowell. Yes. And check it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then, yeah, an amazing production team and leadership mm. staff at my church. So learning to rely on each other and learning to tell someone on your team when you can't do something um, or when you just need a break. Mm -hmm. You know, that was very important this year. I had to speak up for myself at times and say, listen, I, I need a break. It's mm -hmm. you know, been a few weeks straight of, of overtime, <laughs> lots of hours. And so I need a few you know, hours off or I need a day off or I need the weekend off. Whatever it is, you have to be honest with your team and with yourself. I think that's so true that the better you are at advocating for yourself, the easier it is going to be for your team to advocate for themselves. And then, of course, just using things like the Strength Finders and Enneagram to allow people to lean into their strengths and be able to partner with each other. I think that's so key. What do you have? Um, what have you learned and what advice do you offer other women? I'm sure many people see your leadership and want to learn from you. And so you also were a college professor for a bit. So you have had the ability through youth ministry as a teacher, as a pastor to influence other women. What advice do you have as a woman is stepping into a leadership role so that she can advocate for herself so that she can be healthy and have good boundaries? What would you say to a woman who's just stepping into leadership on how she could discover some of these best practices that have served you? Yeah, I, I thought about this a lot because I really wanted this, you know, portion of this podcast to be very helpful to people. So mm. I, I thought about a few points here. Um, number one, don't try to change who you are. Yeah. And first of all, you're a female and God made you a certain way. And naturally that makes you a more emotional being and a sensitive being. And don't apologize for that. You know, when I started out, I remember having to like feeling like I had to be tough mm. all the time. 
and that I couldn't let my emotions show mm. and that I had to just keep up with all the guys that I was actually a leader over right. a staff of mainly guys at the mm -hmm. time. And so don't try to change who you are, except the fact that you are an emotional being and it's okay to be emotional at times. But you can always ask God for wisdom to still lead very clearly and calmly, even if you're an emotional being. So that's important. I also don't feel like you should change your personality mm -hmm. or your leadership approach just to be like more like a male leader that you know, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're working with, uh, with males. This was a big one for me because so long for so long I you know, I had all male leaders around me and I just wanted to kind of be like them and how strong they were and how confident they were all the time. So one thing I made sure that I started to do was have more female leaders, mm -hmm. female pastors in other churches. I reached out to someone to become a mentor of mine who was a female pastor. And I just really intentionally sought out those people that I could learn from. And the number one thing that my mentor taught me was to be who I am, to mm -hmm. be myself, not try to duplicate someone else in Lowell, Massachusetts, you know, <laughs> don't try to duplicate someone who's doing something awesome somewhere else, but bring it to your own location, be exactly who God made you to be in your location. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to just uh, give some advice to single female leaders yes. out there. Um, and that is that you don't have to do everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, for women who have kids or are married, you don't have to feel like you have to do everything for them. If God has put them in a position in the church and maybe something's not going the way that you would want it to go, don't feel like you have to step in. Mm -hmm. um, I have felt that temptation many times like, oh, I really wish this was happening in such and such an area of the church. Let me step in and do it. But then I stopped myself because I realized maybe number one, I'm not even passionate about it. Mm. And number two, it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I have to maximize on what I am supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think those are amazing things. And honestly, they're important for men and women. Like we were all made in the image of God. We were made to love him with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. So we are emotional. We are strong. But I love the um, reminder. Remember who you are, that God made us unique on purpose. And those gifts are intended to serve others. And they are intended for us. And it's okay to lean into our strengths and not try to be anybody else. I think that's incredibly important advice is not look to the left or the right, but to really learn the truth about who you are and become the best version of you by taking good care of your soul, taking Sabbath, which I think is an important practice for anybody to do. What have you kind of learned are practices that work for you to take care of your soul? Are you able to have um, a whole day set apart as a Sabbath? Or do you find that different times of different days work best for you? How are you currently? I know you've also, if you want to speak to this, in addition to taking care of your soul, really learned how to just lean into a season of taking excellent care of your body with nutrition and with, you know, good exercise. How have you fit that all in with all that you do? Yes. So like I said, in my twenties and early thirties, I didn't do any of this. Mm. I didn't apply any of these, you know, good practices for staying healthy emotionally and physically and spiritually. And actually, Kelly, you were one of the people who really encouraged me about Sabbath. 
And I remember my first life coaching session with you, you know, you really drilled that into me. I know. I think it's the core of us being able to serve others is we have to be spiritually healthy, right? We have to take care of our souls. I'm glad I, I loved watching you do it. So yeah. How are you, how are you living this out? Cause this, it's so, not easy. It's not easy. I'm really blessed to be able to have a day off during the week. And that is Monday for me. And, you know, people have criticized me for that in the past. Cause they're like, you're a school principal. How can you take a day off? And I'm just like, you know what? God has actually made that opportunity available for me. So I'm going to take it. <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize for it because mm -hmm. there are many, many other times that I'll, you know, be working on the weekends. Right. Or, you know, I'm staying late into the evenings at my office. So every Monday I have, you know, kind of like a routine to ensure that I'm resting. Mm. I get to wake up with time for a longer Bible study than other days when I'm just doing a shorter devotional, I'm turning on my worship music and it's on all day long. Yeah. And especially when I'm meal prepping, which mm. is very important on Mondays. It's a great practice for Mondays or some people do it Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm making an extra healthy breakfast to get my week started right. And I'm preparing my meals while I'm worshiping the Lord. Mm. And then for me, one of my favorite things on a Monday is to work out at noontime. Yeah because that's like the best time. My highest energy is mm -hmm. at time during um, the week. So I'm working out at noon, but then I get to go and have lunch yeah. somewhere every week. I just pick a different restaurant and, so I fun. It, and I just sit down by myself. I bring a book, uh, something that's helping me with my own personal growth. So nothing for work, but a book that I'm enjoying myself. Love and I just sit down at the restaurant table by myself and read. Mm. And I still have the whole evening, which is awesome. Life group is on Monday evenings for me, my own life group that I lead, but I don't, doesn't feel like leading. Yeah. We're all together is sort of around my age and talking, you know, just sharing our lives with each other, praying yeah. for each other. So that's my Monday and that's it's so the best. <laughs> I'm, I love hearing that because I remember just us connecting. I was sitting on my porch. We were doing it through Zoom. And I'm so proud of you that you have found those because that's what allows us to run the long race, right, is to not burn out. And this has been a hard year on so many leaders. And I think it's hard for us to acknowledge that just because it's not urgent doesn't make it not important, right? It is incredibly important to care for your soul. And those look like just so many things that so many people listening could really agree with that, boy, life would be so much more fun if I took time to read the books I want to read or go out to lunch or go get coffee or go exercise at the right energy time. Those are all incredible practices. And I love that your heart is so passionate for the single leader as well, right? So much of church sometimes sounds like our focus is always on the married people or the families. And that's not true. Like church is for everybody and we community is so important for everybody, but especially for the single person to not overextend their boundaries and to be serving out of, you know, past their boundaries and the past their limits, but to say, hey, first is me and caring for me and my soul and then the people around me and then the things that God has called me to. Well, what would you say is the very best way for somebody who is ready to take a first step? I specifically think of how you have invested in your nutrition and your exercise this year. You're aware of your best energy. It's something we talk about all the time that we have relational, emotional, and physical energy, green, yellow, and red levels of it. It goes up and down like a wave and you're really aware, hey, the middle of the day, best time of my energy, meal prepping gets me through the week and hard decisions. If someone was going to make a first step of even just starting to invest in their nutrition, how did you start meal prepping? How did you find the time and the desire? And I'm sure once you saw the benefits, a little bit easier, but I bet every single Monday 
there's something else that feels more urgent than getting your week together. How did you begin this practice? And what would you suggest to somebody who hasn't quite made it into a habit? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all motivated by something. And Mm. there's always that one thing in our life that's so important to us. Um, For me, one thing was when my first niece was born. Mm. Seven, uh, no, nine years ago now. And I have two nieces who are bundles of energy. And Mm. when they were first born, I realized that I wasn't being able to keep up with them. And I realized that I loved spending time with them and I wanted to be able to keep up with them for years to come and be able to do so many things with them. So that's when I realized like I needed to do something about my own um, nutritional habits and my exercise to Mm. feel better about myself. And so whatever, what motivates you, I think that should be like your starting point. Mm -hmm. And then, and then don't be embarrassed to seek out the, the exact gym, the exact program, you know, ask questions, do Mm -hmm. your research. I know some, for some people, finances may limit where you can go or what kind of program you can be on. But I, I also want to encourage people like I do pray about everything. (laughs) The Bible tells us to pray unceasingly. So even about the little things, and Mm -hmm. I really believe that God led me to a particular gym. Mm. And uh, that has been the huge life changer for me because mm-hmm. where you go and who you're with while you're working out is very important. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people are self-motivated to work out on their own. So personally, I don't recommend that just because I know that's hard. For the very small minority of people. Right. <laughs> right. Finding your community changes everything. Yes, it does. And yeah. having people encouraging you and supporting you each step of the is so key. And I I sometimes call my coaches at the gym, um, just really my best friends, because Mm -hmm. they have taken the time to know me, Mm -hmm. to know my weaknesses, to know my strengths, and to push me. And that's Mm -hmm. what a good friend does. Yeah, So you really need to have that kind of support system around you. I agree. Yeah, I was lucky enough when I really decided to start investing in my health to find the similar kind of people who were just incredible coaches and spurring me on and I hope to have them on the show one day too. Well, how can people connect with you? I personally really enjoy following you on social media. I love watching your meal prep Mondays. I love watching your workouts and your celebrations. And you're starting to get into a new season. In addition to all the things you're doing, you're becoming an author, you have a blog. How would people find you and connect with you? So my, I'm on Instagram all the time. My social media handle is jinnajum98. So I'm sure maybe somewhere we'll have my a link to that. Yep. Spelling of my name. And then uh, I do lead a girls conference called Butterfly Effect Conference. And on that website is my blog. And oh, great. Where you can read some of my blog posts. I love it. Well, what would you want to end our time together with sharing with anybody? Anything that you had spent some time? I, I appreciate so much the time you put into preparing for this. Anything else that you wanted to share with anybody before we close for the day? Yeah, let me take a look here. Um, you know, right now in this season of COVID, I know that a lot of people who are more social mm. and like to be out there with people, uh, may find themselves frustrated or mm. alone, especially my single leaders out there. <laughs> I just want to encourage you that I think God has given us a gift in mm. this time. And if we don't open our eyes to see it, we could miss it. And for me, I realized that the gift was the gift of time. Mm. 
but not to fill with being busy. I love it. I think that the biggest blessing for me has been to have more time with the Lord and more time with my family, but also time to think clearly, Mm. be creative and innovate. You know, that's a big buzzword out there, innovation. And we were big on innovation in our school last year, but innovation starts with a clear mind. Mm. And I think that this has been such a blessing to us without really seeing seeing it because a lot of the times we focus on the negative, which mm-hmm. yes, of course, there's there's a lot of negative to the COVID to COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people dying. We can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can also see the blessing in disguise to it, that God has given us the gift of time to slow down and to really make sure that we are putting the most important things first in our lives. I agree so much. I don't know if you do word of the year, but every year I try to listen for a word. And last year, my word was creative. And I think we needed that so much, but creativity came for many of us by having time that we hadn't had before, just by not having a commute or having places to go to. So you're right. Life is 50-50. And for every deep, hard day that many of us have walked through, there've also been these sweet moments where just stillness and silence and solitude were found. Jen, thank you so much for being here today. And I hope that our time together really helps people remember that they are worth investing in, that they should be investing in this season of their life, caring for their soul, investing in their relationships and investing in their dreams because there's great purpose in them. So thank you for being here today and we'll connect with you really soon. Yes, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.